0: Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. <laughs> On this episode of Black Girl Gone, We tell the stories of Alicia Bell and Jasmine Smith, two young women who, in 2015, were living in Warren, Ohio. On July 23rd, 2015, 18-year-old Alicia disappeared. A few weeks later, her body was found in the home of a man named James Brooks. A month and a half before Alicia's murder, 22-year-old Jasmine also disappeared. Jasmine had been spending time with family in PA, but after she left, no one ever heard from or saw Jasmine again. Both Alicia and Jasmine knew James Brooks, and Jasmine's family believed he is involved in her disappearance. Is the person that killed Alicia the same person responsible for Jasmine's disappearance? And if so, what happened to Jasmine, and where is she? This is Alicia and Jasmine's story. I haven't said this in a while, but I really appreciate when you all share stories or tag me in posts. It really helps me discover stories that I don't know or haven't heard about yet. Today's story I found out about when someone commented on a video of mine on TikTok. The person commented and asked me to cover Jasmine's story because she had been missing for six years. Now I had never heard of Jasmine's story, but once I started to search the details, I was surprised that her story hasn't had more attention. I also, through my research, learned about the murder of Alicia Bell and the possible connection to Jasmine's disappearance. Now, we're going to begin this week's story with Alicia's story. There is not much background information about Alicia. She was only 18 years old when she disappeared and then was ultimately found dead. But in 2013, Alicia had just turned 18 and was living in Warren, Ohio, with her mother Tiffany. Alicia was also a young mother herself who had a child of her own, a two-year-old son. On July 23rd, according to her mom, Alicia left the house that day to walk to her uncle's house. Tiffany said that around 5 p.m. that evening, she watched Alicia leave and walk down the street to her uncle's house. Alicia told Tiffany that she would be home in time for dinner. And according to Tiffany, Alicia was in a good mood, she was cheerful, and nothing appeared to be wrong with her. Alicia, however, never made it to her uncle's house. The next morning, July 24th, around 6 a.m., Tiffany received a very disturbing text message from Alicia. The text said, Mom, if I make it home, I need you. I'm scared. When Tiffany got this text from Alicia, she was, of course, worried. I mean, who wouldn't be worried if your 18-year-old daughter sent you a text like that? Tiffany tried to call Alicia's phone, but her calls went unanswered. Now I know you may be wondering what happened when Alicia didn't show up at her uncle's house or when she didn't come home the night before. Unfortunately, I can't find that information and a lot of the articles about Alicia are just no longer available. But after receiving that text from Alicia, Tiffany continued to receive several more disturbing texts from Alicia. A little while after receiving the first text, Tiffany said that she received another text from Alicia saying that she was with somebody from Columbus. Now, it's not clear if Alicia said who the person was or not, but Tiffany said as the text continued, she began to realize that it was no longer Alicia texting. The grammar and the punctuation in the message had changed and were not written how like Alicia would have written them. Now, not long after the message style changed, the messages stopped altogether and Alicia's phone started going straight to voicemail. The phone had either been turned off or the battery had died. But either way, this meant for Tiffany and the rest of Alicia's family that their only way to communicate with her had now been cut off. And Tiffany waited a few days to see if Alicia would either show back up or at least contact her to tell her she's okay. But when days went by and Alicia had not been seen or heard from, Tiffany went and filed a missing person's report. Now, Alicia had recently turned 18, which meant technically she was an adult. But in this case, police were alarmed by what Tiffany told them regarding the text that she had received. And so the bizarre circumstances of Alicia's disappearance were hard to ignore. For that reason, local media quickly picked up her story. And within days of her being reported missing, local media was asking the public for help. Alicia's family also began to turn to social media, and they passed out flyers around the area. It was clear from the text message that the likelihood that Alicia had just left on her own was unlikely. After canvassing the area and speaking to neighbors, one of Tiffany and Alicia's neighbors recalled seeing Alicia on the 23rd, the day that she was last seen and left her home. The neighbors said that Alicia got into a white car outside their house. It was the last known sighting of Alicia after walking out of her front door. In the days following Alicia's disappearance, her family pleaded for her safe return. Her family believed that Alicia was somewhere being held against her will. The text messages that Tiffany had received just hours after Alicia was last seen solidified their fear that Alicia had been kidnapped. Investigators working the case had tried to ping Alicia's phone to locate it, but According to reports, they were unable to, and her phone was last on at 8.45 a.m. on July the 24th. Now, Warren is not a big city, so the news of Alicia missing spread quickly, and police were getting leads and tips almost daily. At some point in the weeks after Alicia went missing, Alicia's family got a tip. They learned that the last person to possibly have seen Alicia was a man named James Brooks. James Brooks was a 40-year-old man that lived in the town of Roaming Shores, which is located about 30 miles from Warren. Apparently, one of Tiffany's neighbors said they saw Alicia getting into James Brooks' pickup truck and that there were two other people in the vehicle also. James was someone who was familiar to Alicia and her family. Apparently, Tiffany and James had gone to high school together. According to the reports, James was someone who Tiffany and her family knew as being trustworthy. She had known James for years at that point. But when she got the tip that Alicia was last seen with him, she clearly knew that something was wrong. And James had a sketchy reputation as a drug dealer and someone who ran an escort service. Like I said, I don't know which neighbor contacted Alicia's family with this information, but Alicia went to investigators to tell them what she knew. Over the next several days, investigators continued to follow tips and leads about Alicia's whereabouts. They searched at least three different homes in the area, but had not found Alicia or any sign of her. One of the homes they searched belonged to James Brooks. Based on the information they received from Tiffany, investigators had gone to the home to search for Alicia, but they did not find her inside the house. Despite the disturbing text messages and the amount of time that had gone by, Alicia's family still held out hope that Alicia was still alive and just unable to come home. They were trying their best to keep their hopes up and to not give in to their worst fears about what could have happened to Alicia. Almost a month after Alicia was last seen, investigators got a huge break in the case and it wouldn't be long before they found out exactly what had happened to Alicia. On August 20th, 2015, Narcotics officers executed a raid on the home of James Brooks. Like I said earlier, James was a known drug dealer and had been arrested previously on drug charges. Long before Alicia disappeared, James was known to law enforcement. The narcotics officers had been watching James for weeks and had sent undercovers to his house to purchase drugs. At the time, the public was not aware that investigators had been in the home just a few weeks earlier searching for Alicia. This time, however, the narcotic police did find something, and it was more than just drugs. After searching the inside of the home and seizing drugs and several guns, they went outside to search the wooded area around the house. And outside the home, they found the charred body of an unidentifiable person in a fire pit in the woods. Investigators were shocked. They thought that they were just going to find some drugs and some guns, They did not know that they were going to stumble on a body. Now, they were not sure if their remains were that of one person or two, but they knew that they had a possible homicide on their hands, and their prime suspect, James Brooks, was now in their custody. James, however, was only initially charged with the drug position, the guns, and abuse of a corpse. The body or bodies that had been discovered needed to be tested in order for investigators to determine who they were. They also did not know what had happened to whoever was in the pit. The discovery of the remains and the connection James Brooke had to Alicia wasn't lost on Alicia's family, but they still weren't ready to give up hope that Alicia was still alive. Alicia's mom submitted DNA to be tested against the remains, but Alicia's family was praying that the DNA would not be a match. But they would have to wait several days for the lab results to come back. In the meantime, Alicia's family continued their search and their pleas to the public for information. On August 26, 2015, the family held a press conference. In the wake of the body being found, they wanted to make sure that people knew that they were still looking for Alicia and still accepting tips. They also hoped that Alicia was still alive, that she somehow was able to see this press conference. But... Just a few days later, Alicia's family had their worst nightmare confirmed. On September 3rd, 2015, the lab results had come back and the remains found in the fire pit were confirmed to be that of 18-year-old Alicia Bell. Alicia's family had spent the past weeks praying for her safe return, and now they knew that Alicia was never coming home. After the DNA had confirmed that the body was Alicia's, they had to determine how she died and if she was murdered. A body found in a fire pit does not tell investigators how the person died. All they could charge James Brooks with at that time was the gross abuse of a corpse. They would have to launch a full homicide investigation to determine exactly how and why Alicia's life ended. During one of their initial conversations with James Brooks after his arrest, He admitted to seeing Alicia on the 23rd of July. He said that he picked her up and drove around Warren with her, but that he dropped her back off in Warren that night. He insisted that Alicia never came to his house. But that, of course, was a lie. He had not dropped Alicia off since her body was found less than a month later behind the home that he was living in. Investigators knew that James Brooks was their primary suspect, They just needed more direct evidence that he was responsible for Alicia's death. They were not sure if a homicide had occurred and said at the time that they may never be able to determine the manner or cause of death. But the investigation continued. Soon, police even began to explore the possibility that Alicia was not the only victim. Aside from his drug business, James Brooke had also admitted to running an escort service, but his escort service was actually thought to be a sex trafficking ring. And although at first police said that they had no evidence to suggest that James Brooks had forced Alicia into prostitution, it was likely a possibility. It was also very possible that there were other women involved. Family members of other missing women in the area had submitted DNA also to see if any of the remains found could be linked to their missing loved one. For nine months, detectives investigated Alicia's death. James Brooks remained in prison on the felony charges of drugs, guns, and the abuse of a corpse. And he was also charged with tampering with evidence. But in May 2015, prosecutors made an announcement. A grand jury had indicted James Brooks on additional charges related to the death of Alicia Bell. Prosecutors announced that James Brooks was being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter and one count of trafficking in person, kidnapping, abduction, tampering with evidence, compelling prostitution, gross abuse of a corpse, aggravated possession of drugs, and possession of cocaine, heroin, and criminal tools. The prosecutor said, quote, the involuntary manslaughter is based on him attempting or actually committing a felony, and as a result of attempting or committing a felony, he caused the death of Alicia Bell. And that, quote, the evidence that we have, we've been able to develop, can support the involuntary manslaughter charges. The county prosecutor said that they believe that Alicia was the victim of human trafficking, along with several other young women, They went on to say that James Brooks was using Alicia as part of a sex trafficking ring that involved possibly seven or eight unidentified, mostly teenage girls. They said that they believed that James Brooks had been trafficking women since at least May 2014. Alicia's family was in disbelief. Alicia's disappearance made no sense. And then to find out that it was someone that she knew, someone that she trusted, was heartbreaking. And not only that, He had kidnapped her and forced her into prostitution. I mean, he was the monster that none of them saw coming. In August 2016, James Brooks was sentenced to 21 years in prison for the drug charges he had been arrested for. The drug case was separate from the manslaughter charges in Alicia's case, and so he had a separate trial for the crimes. James Brooks was found guilty of distribution of heroin and cocaine, drug trafficking, and possession of a firearm. The prosecutor said that James Brooks had spent his entire life terrorizing people and that the lengthy sentence was justified considering the type of person that James Brooks was. Six months after he began his 21 year sentence, James Brooks accepted a plea deal in the murder of Alicia Bell. With the consent of Alicia's family, prosecutors offered James Brooks a deal and in return, He pleaded guilty to all of the charges related to Alicia's death, except the sex trafficking charge, which had been dropped. He is being allowed to serve his sentences concurrently, bringing his total sentence to about 30 years. He received an additional eight years in prison for Alicia's death. For Alicia's family, the sentence did not bring closure. There was nothing that can bring them closure. Alicia was dead, and a lengthy sentence for her murder wasn't going to bring her back. Tiffany was living in her worst nightmare, and she still did not know exactly what had happened to her daughter, because all James Brooks would say was that it isn't what you think. When Alicia Bell went missing, her connection to James Brooks led police right to her body and ultimately his arrest and guilty plea. But a month and a half before Alicia went missing, another woman from Warren had gone missing. She was also someone who knew James Brooks, and she went missing in June 2015. Did James Brooks also have something to do with what happened to Jasmine Smith? When my cat's healthy, she's happy, and that's what makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when she's healthy. Helping me know that my cat's healthy is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. I absolutely love pretty litter, and I will never ever go back to conventional litter. Pretty Litter's super light, crystal-based also minimizes mess and dust, plus the crystals last up to a month, which means it's less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illnesses in my cat, including urinary tract infections. The health detector is so helpful, and it really gives me peace of mind that my cat is healthy. And Pretty Litter ships free to my door in a small, lightweight bag. I never have to run out, and I don't have to have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up my space. Pretty Litter helps keep my cat healthy and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code GIRLGONE for 20% off your first order. That's PrettyLitter.com, code GIRLGONE for 20% off. PrettyLitter.com, code girl gone. Switchcraft is a mobile game that has something no other Match 3 game has. A unique blend of TV-worthy writing, a choose-your-own-adventure-style narrative, and thousands of magical Match 3 levels. I love playing Switchcraft. I just started playing, and I'm obsessed. I'm already on level 10. I love the fact that there are literally thousands of levels to play, so I will never ever get bored with this game. It all starts with the disappearance of your best friend. Now it's up to you to unravel the mystery of her disappearance using your magical match three skills. Along the way, you'll find unique characters, a gripping story, and even a little romance. The best part is that your choices in the game determine the outcome of the story. So you're in the driver's seat. Download SwitchCraft for free and unlock the magical mystery.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: In July 2015, 18-year-old Alicia Bell vanished after leaving her home to walk to her uncle's house. Less than a month later, her body was found burned in a fire pit behind the home of a man named James Brooks. Brooks was eventually charged and pled guilty to being involved in Alicia's murder. But a month and a half before Alicia went missing, 22-year-old Jasmine Smith was reported missing by her family. As I said in the beginning of this episode, Jasmine's story came to me from a suggestion on TikTok. But there's very little coverage about Jasmine. There were no articles that I could find about her disappearance directly in the weeks after that she went missing. Unlike in Alicia's case, there were no strange texts to family and no one had seen Alicia getting into a car. Also, there was an age difference. Alicia had just turned 18 and Jasmine was 22. But the lack of information about Jasmine's movements or when she went missing makes her story a real mystery, and that may contribute to the lack of reporting. In the beginning, not much was known about what could have possibly happened to Jasmine. It really wasn't until James Brooks was arrested that Jasmine's family knew that he could have been involved in what happened to her. The last time Jasmine's family saw her was on June 5th, 2015. At the time, Jasmine was living in Warren, but had traveled to Farrell, PA to visit her family and attend her younger sister's high school graduation party. According to her family, nothing seemed out of the ordinary about Jasmine's behavior that day. The family visited, they celebrated, and after the party, Jasmine left, presumably to go back to Warren, where she lived. But no one ever heard from Jasmine again. Over the next several days, attempts to reach Jasmine were unsuccessful. Her family was worried, but Jasmine was an adult, and so they did not immediately contact the police. However, after a couple weeks had gone by, her family realized that they were not the only people that had not seen or heard from Jasmine. No one had seen or heard from Jasmine since she left her sister's party. At that point, her family knew that something was very wrong. Now, Jasmine was an adult, but this behavior was not like her. No one had spoken to her or seen her in weeks, and that was not normal for Jasmine. On June 29, 2015, Jasmine's family reported her missing. Since Jasmine was last seen in Farrell, Mercer County, PA, That's who her family contacted to report her missing. When Jasmine left, she was supposed to be heading back to Warren, but no one is sure if she ever made it back there. Mercer County PD did reach out to Warren PD, since Jasmine was living there, to make sure to put her on their radar. But there was no additional information about Jasmine's disappearance, and her case quickly stalled. Police issued a missing person alert, but no one came forward with any credible information about Jasmine's disappearance. There are no public details about whether any searches were conducted or whether or not Jasmine's phone had been searched or tracked. Like I said, there is very little information about Jasmine's disappearance and nothing about the investigation. For weeks, nothing made sense to Jasmine's family and they had no information to go off of. All they could do was wait for answers. In August 2015, when the remains of Alicia Bell were found at James Brooks' home, it was the first time that Jasmine's family thought perhaps they were close to finding Jasmine because she, too, knew James Brooks. According to Jasmine's mother, Jasmine knew Brooks, and several of her friends and associates also knew James Brooks. When the body found was identified as Alicia and not Jasmine, it brought little solace to her family because the information that they had received about James Brooks and his sex trafficking ring were terrifying. They believed that based on what they knew that James Brooks could possibly be connected to Jasmine's disappearance. But no evidence was ever found connecting Brooks to Jasmine's disappearance. In the months following her disappearance, her family continued to search for her, but They were finding nothing. There was no information coming out of the police department either. So it was hard to say if anything was ever found. It's also not clear if James Brooks was ever questioned in relation to Jasmine's disappearance. In 2017, Jasmine's mom posted a plea on her Facebook page. At that point, Jasmine had been missing for two years. She said this.
1: Somebody knows something. It's been over two years, y'all. Come on now. Like, Jasmine ain't a nobody. She's not a nobody. She's not a nobody. She's Jasmine. She's not a nobody. And if you know something, then I hope that... God compels your heart. I hope that your guilt becomes so heavy that you have sleepless nights like me, that you can't go to sleep, that you toss and turn, and that you rustle on your bed, that your nightmares get so bad that they consume you. I pray that. Yes, I do. Because if you know something, I'm asking you to come forward. Jasmine is not a nobody. She's somebody's daughter. She's my daughter. She's somebody's sister. She's somebody's granddaughter, somebody's niece, somebody's friend. Somebody's something.
0: For Jasmine's family, it has now been six long years since she was last seen. And they have no more answers now than they did the day that she walked out of their door. The fact that Jasmine had a connection to a suspected sex trafficker is very disturbing. And it's very possible that Jasmine was the victim of sex trafficking. And she could be alive and be being held against her will. As of now, Jasmine's case is cold. There has been no new information about her disappearance. James Brooks has never been named a suspect or a person of interest in Jasmine's disappearance. Her family has tried to continue the fight on their own. They even started a GoFundMe account to try and raise reward money to entice someone to come forward. Neither Warren or Farrell are big cities. In places like this, people talk. And a lot of people know each other. And so it's highly likely that someone in that area knows exactly what happened to Jasmine. Jasmine's disappearance can be solved. Her family just needs help. Jasmine's family deserves answers. They have had to wait six years, and Jasmine's story has not gotten very much attention at all. The murder of Alicia Bell and the disappearance of Jasmine Smith are two stories of women whose proximity to a drug dealing sex trafficker in Alicia's case ended her life, and in Jasmine's, possibly had something to do with her disappearance. Even in 2022, there are still people who don't believe that sex trafficking is a thing, like it's only happening on the very fringes of society or in foreign countries. But this story shows you how a sex trafficker could live down the street from you. They could be your neighbor, even in a small town like Warren. Sex trafficking is real, It's not just some cartel or some big-time trafficker. It's also men like James Brooks. It's not clear who the other women were James was suspected of trafficking or if they were ever located. The trafficking charges had been dropped against James, so it's not known if they even continued to investigate after the charges were dropped. Alicia was a young 18-year-old mother whose life had not even really begun. She had a son who never got a chance to really know his mom, and his memories of her have probably faded, replaced with stories from those who do remember and photos of her. The details of her death have never been released, but we do know that Alicia did not deserve to die. For Jasmine's family, the time spent not knowing what happened to Jasmine has been torture. They have watched years go by while other cases become headlines, and no one was talking about Jasmine. Jasmine was 22 years old when she vanished. She would be 28, you know. Like Danielle, Jasmine's mom said, "Someone knows something, and it's time to say something." It's been six years. Jasmine Smith is five foot eight and at the time of her disappearance, she was 115 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. Jasmine has several tattoos, including a very distinct tattoo of a heart under her eye. If you have any information about her disappearance or have any information that could lead to her whereabouts, please contact the Mercer County Police Department or the Warren County Police Department. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We will be back next week with a brand new story. Join us on Patreon for exclusive mini episodes and ad free episodes. As always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Gone Podcast. Listening on Apple Podcasts? Show your support for the show by leaving a review and a five star rating.